so many cases won and lost, so many small cigars smoked, so many occasions when a cold wind seemed to blow between myself and my wife, Hilda, known to me only as she who must be obeyed, so many cups of old Bailey canteen coffee nervously consumed while waiting for a jury to come back with a verdict, so many devastating cross-examinations. The art of cross-examining is not the art of examining crossly, but the gentle task of leading a witness politely into a fatal admission. So many bottles of shattered Thames embankment have come and gone since I was a white wig and sprang to fame for my conduct of the Penge bungalow affair, in which I scored a win, alone and without a leader, that sometimes I can't believe my luck in having had a life so relatively free of a dull moment. Now, my wig isn't only a darker shade of grey, it has undergone a sort of yellowing at the roots. However, I have not, thank God, been forced into any sort of retirement. I deeply pity those who have not been called to the bar. They are forced into retirement at an early age to die of boredom on some unchallenging Surrey golf course, whereas I have still kept going and am known to many as Rumpel of the Bailey, and can die in the wig, however yellowing, swathed in the gown, however frayed, and perform as effectively as I hope you'll agree I did during what, to many people, was a reign of terror. Looking back on it now, I was perhaps foolishly less afraid of having a fistful of anthrax thrown in my face in Pomeroy's wine bar, or finding our chambers in Equity Court blown up on the instructions of Al-Qaeda, than I was of a malignant judge, or she who must be obeyed, prolonged disapproval. It was the start of a new year, and there was one disturbing fact about our home life at this period— our mansion flat boasts three bedrooms. The largest, which I will call the matrimonial, is equipped to accommodate myself and she who must be obeyed in separate beds. Next to it is the guest room, prepared to receive visitors such as Dodo Mackintosh and others from Hilda's wide selection of old school friends. The third, at the end of the passage, I called the box-room, as it was used to accommodate bits of broken furniture, abandoned crockery, outdated telephone directories, and unwanted presents from our long-ago wedding. There was also a stuffed elk's head from an over-grateful client, a fondue set from the Erskine Browns for a birthday which they thought would mark my retirement.